Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, and Big Bud Daddy Sixty Six. <laughs> He's going with it. What? He's going with it. I missed something. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Speaking of Big Bud Sixty Six, here he is now. <laughs> don't buy a new car, and don't send this to Paul oh. Walzer. The auto show starts uh, a week from this Saturday. And what happens is uh, during – in the Minnesota, the auto show is really unusual in that it does really drive sales of new vehicles. Most other parts of the country, this doesn't happen. When we have people come in, they go, your business doubles at the auto show? So the manufacturers pile on extra incentives. We have something special coming down the pike that we will talk about next week for new car customers going to the auto show or want to take advantage of those deals. So stay tuned for exciting automotive details. We'll get it done, man. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What's really weird about that? What? Just the sound of that initial beat, you can tell that it's this song. A lot of songs are like that. That's every ACDC song. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Every ACDC song, you know that's true. 
Yeah, I tell you, I got the, uh, I don't know, some stiff wrote a book and I, I got it from Amazon today. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I, I probably would, use I it as a doorstop. You, I would have gave you as many as you want. I have, I have a box at home. I, I told, told Doug you, that. I told everybody that. you got to support that. your friends. I mean, that's the right thing to well, do. Well, yeah. all the money goes to charity anyway, so it doesn't support so me. So my daughter, believe it or not, is kind of a wise ass. She's 14. And a book came. And I no. said, and, and Ellie goes, Dad, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's a book a friend of mine wrote. And so I showed her the cover. And she goes, which one's your friend? <laughs> the bunny? For those of you that haven't and seen it, it has a nun, a big bunny rabbit, and Nick sitting on a, on a, on a bus bench. So I thought That's that was very funny. It, she's, at, she's really funny, actually. Hey, you know, I was listening <laughs> to you guys. You friend? guys were talking about Heather Locker yesterday. And then, I don't know if this has mm-hmm. any any connection. But Tommy Lee just got engaged to some young hottie, like twenty-seven-year-old girl, and uh, no. you know that was her first Did husband. Did you say Tony Lee? Tommy Lee. No. Tommy Lee. <laughs> oh. Tommy <laughs> yes, Tony Lee. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No, Tommy Lee for drummer from Motley Crue. So that was her first husband, and he's getting right. remarried to a really some girl half his age and. 24 years his juniors, and he's 55, so yeah, yeah just about. And it was a $500,000 ring, I was told. Wow. So. What? Maybe that $500,000 ring? What's the yeah. biggest diamond in the world? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you can get rings in the millions. Millions at all. Sure. I mean, Kim Kardashian's ring was like $12 million. <laughs> $12 million for a ring. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that the one that was stolen in... Paris? Did she lose that one too? I don't know. That was one that was stolen, but that one was a lot too. That was in the millions. Let's see. How much is the Star of Africa worth? Worth. <laughs> about look up the you Hope Diamond. Well, the Star all... of Africa. Well, wait. The the Cullinan Diamond is thirty one hundred carat, but what? it's also it's a it's uncut. Oh, so you couldn't really wear that on a finger. And it's well, not, it's, I mean, for one, it, it weighs over half a kilogram. I mean, it weighs a pound, so I wouldn't want to weigh that on yeah. my, wear you, that on my finger. You have to take out the anyway. $2 million for the, the, the designer. Because all these have a, rappers have right. designers that make yeah. all their jewelry. Yeah. You need a big-handed girl for that. Big hand. You got big old hands. You just carry it everywhere. Makes total sense. Oh, okay. Never mind. It doesn't exist anymore. What? It was cut into 105 different stones. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. Ah, but I was I thinking see. maybe Never that pu- maybe that pushed her over the edge. Well, how long have they been maybe divorced? Hasn't she gotten over it? Maybe not. You know, your first love, first marriage, you never know. But he was already married to what's-her-name. Drummer and Motley Crue. It's not like he's <laughs> short of opportunities, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> And he still yeah, actually he, name, Pamela Anderson. He still he Pamela still Anderson. he still yeah. looks pretty good too. The show, well, and the we were talking picture, about he Heather Locklear. Good. He was married to her. Yeah, that was his first. Yeah. That's who we were talking about. Oh well, he was also married to Pamela Anderson. Correct. Yes, and then someone named Elaine Bergen, who's, a, who's really a lot year. different than Heather, Heather Locklear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But he did ha- he did have kids with Pam, so there's a difference there. Oh, interesting. See. Well, 1995, he would have been 33, so yeah, that's about the right age to have kids. Or, yeah, uh, oh, wait, except, oh, he was married to Heather first. Yes. He was only 26. Yes, he, that was, his, that was her time. first husband. Mm, I, I was see. 26. Oh, so that's why she went insane, you think? Well, I'm saying it could have yeah, pushed her over insane. the edge a little bit. 
Yeah, that could have triggered something. Makes sense. What about all the other I mean, run-ins she's, she's been, had with the cops for the last five years? Yeah, exactly. She's been doing stuff for a while is the I feel, thing. I feel bad for her. She, I do, too. I, mean, I really she, do. I feel bad for her. Because people don't realize once you have that fame in the limelight, and then you have to scratch at the walls to keep it, and then you can't get it at all, it affects you. It really does. I mean, can you imagine, Tom, can you imagine tomorrow they say you're no longer allowed on any radio station? You would That'd go crazy. Blessing for <laughs> you. Happy day. Oh, happy day. Happy day. Yeah, some people like... Some people it's about the money. Some people about it's about the money, and some people it's about the fame. And yes. with that, it's definitely not the fame. I don't think. No, it is no, not. They definitely need, not. They need the money, and she can't get a part to save her life. So it's got to be tough, yeah. man. And women, you know, unfortunately in that business, women hit the wall a lot sooner than men, and they stop getting paid. Well, she handled it better than Randy Quaid. That's true. Oh, well, he's. I think just. I think he's got like a legitimate. You know. I, I do. I do. I should make illness. fun of him because I think he's mentally ill as well. But what's what's yeah. his name? What's, yeah. what's the crazy guy with the big teeth? Uh, the crazy gal with the big no, teeth. No, crazy Austin? guy. No, the crazy guy. Uh, Bill Austin. No. Oh, Bill you're Austin. talking about Jim Carrey. No, 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 no. Well, he has some big ass teeth. Yeah. No. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Oh God! What's his name? Blonde guy, really crazy. He sometimes he pops up on. Uh, oh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey. So okay. Yes. No, no, no. Gary Busey is is this case where he did hit the wall. He stopped getting, yep. but he's still in every. He still gets in everything somehow. Well, he's, he's just such a unique guy that it's like you know you can't get a replacement Gary Busey. <laughs> so if you want something like that, you got to get Gary Busey. Yeah, you got to get Gary Busey. He pops up on uh, Impractical Jokers a lot. Oh, he does? Yeah, they use him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've never really uh, watched that so much. Tom's not a fan. Yeah. The NFL is now lacking an official pizza. Papa John's has announced that it is cutting ties with the NFL, what? ending a sponsorship deal that began in 2010. CNN reports Steve Ritchie, the pizza chain's new CEO, says the company will now focus on deals with star players and 22 individual teams instead of a broader sponsorship deal. While the NFL remains an important channel for us, we have determined that there are better ways to reach and activate this audience, he told Investors Tuesday per CNBC. He said the NFL and Papa John's are parting ways by mutual agreement. Yeah, right. We're going to take millions of dollars out of your advertising. Oh, okay. Mutual no agreement. No problem. Amid slumping sales, stock in Papa John's is down by more than a third since last summer. Ooh. It sank another 3.9% after Richie's announcement. In November, founder Papa John Schnatter claimed the NFL anthem protests were the reason for falling pizza sales and urged NFL commissioner Roger Goodell to force all players to stand for the anthem. Leadership starts at the top, and this is an example of poor leadership, he said. The company later apologized for his remarks, and Schnatter resigned as CEO the following month. I agree with him 100%. Sorry. Hey, I kind of do, too. You know, uh, once again... You're making millions and millions and millions of dollars to work six months a year and make about three tackles a week. Oh, boy. What a horrible life you have here in America. I just, I, it's not the way to get the – and then they turned it into it was all about race because of Colin Kaepernick or whatever his name is. <laughs> Kaeper Pisa. Uh, He's northeastern. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are, where are we with that now? Are people still kneeling? Well, the season's mm, well, over. No, so. but I mean, when the season so. wasn't over, the last. 
I don't think anybody kneeled in the pl- knelt in the playoffs, did they? Mike, you would know. No, no, no one did. I have okay. a feeling that if they had kneeled or knelt during the Super Bowl, they would have been out that second. Yeah, could have been. Could have been true. I think that uh, Papa John's what they're they're going to do. They're going to work with two individual, twenty-two, excuse me, individual teams. Which means, if your players didn't kneel, we'll advertise with you. If they did kneel, we're not going to advertise with you. Well, they can always go with the yeah. XFL. It's coming out next year. Oh, that's going to be yeah, true. that'll Tremendous. be a barn burner. They're bringing that back. <laughs> yes, yep. for, wow. and big money too. He's dumping big money into it. Is Herschel Walker going to play? The X is for extreme. <laughs> no one has a response. Yeah, it is. That's what it stands for. We were just stunned. Yeah, that you we knew something about XFL sports. XFL 2020. Well, that was a Homer quote. So yeah, but I know what the XFL <laughs> is. Vince Mc. It's oh, it's Vince McMahon still. Yes, he's bringing it. And wow. he's dumping yep. big Cause it, money because it went so well the first time. Yeah. I don't but get it. it. Yeah, well, it last used to have like years? strippers in the end. I, I actually, like I actually, yeah, do, I do get it because if you if you understand what the NFL brings in a year and then you can do two percent of that, you, yeah, you are very wealthy. So I do uh, get why you want to. They lasted under one year. I mean, technically, they lasted one season. Right, one season. Two thousand one, uh, the Los Angeles Extreme one, which is Ooh. that's kind of like I don't know. It's like being able to name your team the Minneapolis football. Well, I believe I believe I believe lingerie football is back too, and Minneapolis has a team. Oh, are they going to bring Foxy Boxing back? I, well, they brought lingerie football back. I'm pretty sure that Minneapolis has a team in it. Oh, the XFL did not stand for extreme. Interesting. Really? Uh, it stood. It doesn't stand for anything. It just. It's basically like we're not the NFL. We're the XFL. It doesn't stand for anything. That makes no sense whatsoever. No, they should have just gone with Extreme Football League. <laughs> that was really stupid. And they had another stupid move is they had Jesse Ventura as their announcer. What a horrible yeah, idea. That was that a was. big mistake. Good God. Let me tell you when I was playing with the... <laughs> yeah, right. We should get Hank yeah, Azaria and Fred Willard to do color. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I like how they... Birmingham... Uh, 1998 Birmingham, there was an abortion clinic bombing, and then a couple years later, they named their XFL team the Birmingham Blasts. Uh, people weren't uh, weren't happy about that, uh, so no. they changed it to the Bolts. Wait a minute, they called them the what? The Birmingham Blast. Blast? As in, you know, Blasting. bomb blast. Yeah. Good God! And then, yeah, they changed it to the Bolts, as in Thunderbolt. There which doesn't go. fit in because every other team had one of two themes. They had, uh... Insanity, there was the Maniacs, the Rage, the Demons, and then there was the Enforcers, Hitmen, and Outlaws. Good God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sounds it was horrible. It was such a dumb idea. <laughs> but it's actually it's on track. Old. It's on track of where the world's going. Everything's going more violent, more extreme. So it's actually on track to follow that, like the UFC. And... <laughs> where's your Messiah now? <laughs> Now, Nick, this is from 45 minutes ago. It is. <laughs> I still love it, though. Billy Crystal's as good as it gets. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, where's, he, where's, he, uh, where's he been? I haven't seen Billy Crystal around in a while. Who, Billy? Uh, yeah. He, he, he tours. He does, uh, he does theater shows. And he does a damn good job, by the way. Yeah. He's, uh, he was, I think, at State Theater, what, a couple years ago? I actually forgot about Billy Crystal. He hosted the Oscars in 2012. See? Apparently. 
It's only six 40, years 12. ago. That was only a lifetime ago. Well, I wish you were hosting this Sunday. I might actually watch it. God, who Who's watches hosting? that? Who does watch Jimmy Kimmel again. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, God. Oh, you couldn't pay me enough no. money in the world. 2015, Crystal was in an FX series called The Comedians, which lasted one season. Yeah, it was horrible. That's You're why. right. It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, it had a good premise, but it was terribly shot. He hasn't. He's been retired, I think, for about four years now. He hasn't done anything since 2014. Billy? Except yep. tour, maybe. No. He Does was, he tour? He was in town a couple of years ago at the State Theater. That couldn't have been four years ago already. Mm-hmm. It might have been. God, if that was four years ago. I think it was. I think Tom. he might be retired. Oh God, the time is flying by. Oh, you remember when no you were a kid idea. in school and the? <laughs> Swear to God, one of these days. One of these days. Uh, yeah, uh, Ticketmaster doesn't have any tickets for sale for Billy Crystal, so I think that's it for Billy. No, no, no. He did that two years ago. Well, yeah, but he's, he's not, not doing anything, anything anymore, though. Yeah, probably, well, maybe not. He's kicking know. back now. He's going to be in the uh, XFL. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have they announced the new names, the names of the new... They have not announced the new teams yet, unfortunately. No. I wanted yet. to read what horrible names they took. That's exactly it. You know, I'm looking at the headlines of the, the lead stories today, and my God, I know it's very important, and I'm not saying they shouldn't cover these stories, uh, not at all, but my God, the world's getting to be a depressing place. Evan Rachel Wood, I've been raped multiple times. What? Steve Wynn raped, impregnated me, another woman says. Jesus, what is this all about? I, I Apparently, I don't know, I, I was never around this kind of thing. Well, that's, I wouldn't have stood for it anyway, men treating women in such a way, but I... I Way to did take you, a stand there no, I might, but, against I, rapists. But you know what I'm saying? Did you? Did who the I, hell I knew hate all cancer this stuff was going too. On? Yeah, that's a. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think I've always known that Hollywood is just you know it's always been against like right on the line of like actual criminality. Mm-hmm. Because no. you know actors have always done stuff like I mean at least half of actors I think have done something that would get a normal person put in prison. Right. Well, no, I think you're absolutely right about that. We will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program 
that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. No, I, I, what I was talking about earlier, it's just... It's just so sad to know. Look, you're talking about the movie business, the television business, and the recording business, the music business. It's all based in Hollywood pretty much. Yeah, New York has some stuff going on here and there or whatever. But the filth that goes on in Hollywood and has, they say, for 100 years. And these are the very people that love to get up on camera and tell you how you should live your life. That's what I was getting to earlier. It says they have the nerve to get up and tell you, well, here's how you should vote, and here's what you should think. You're allowing all these big mouths like Meryl Streep. I mean, she, oh, I didn't know. You lie your ass off. You knew, and everybody knows you knew. But she loves to stand up there and tell everybody uh, how uh, everything should go. I don't know. What what are we going to do? Can you watch any television anymore, go to movies anymore. Uh, the Oscars, now, was anybody going to watch the Oscars? Anybody going to watch it? Hope, hopefully not. I might watch a few minutes. Yeah, I might watch, tune in a little bit. I don't know. I don't have big plans, but... I definitely, no, will, not. I definitely will not watch the Oscars. Yeah, me either. That's four and a half hours this year. That's Especially so if long. Jimmy Kimball's hosting, there's just no way I could watch him. Kimball. No, Jimmy Kimmel is one of the least talented human beings on earth. He and Steve Harvey are shoulder to shoulder. He's he's writing books. He's writing children's books. He's just a force to be reckoned with these days. Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, and Steve Harvey's got about 15 TV shows. Do you you have to have a lack of talent now to get hired on television? uh, (laughs) Seriously. I think that's kind of always been how it is. This guy has no talent. Let's hire him. There's plenty of those. Oh, there's plenty of those. You're absolutely right about that, but... I just, Catherine and I have been seeing some really, really good movies lately. Yeah, we have. And, and so there are great movies out there to go to, to go see in the, I don't know about the theater. I love going to the movie theaters. Yeah. But when's the last time we saw a really good movie in the movie theater? Jumanji was entertaining, but it, you couldn't call it a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. Oh, I loved Jumanji. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. It well, was Andy fun. and I had a bad experience because people wouldn't oh, shut up. Yeah, that, yeah, that was obnoxious. That's well, this, it was a girl, every five minutes, she would take out her phone on full brightness and just, like, you know, browse Twitter or and something. And that's why I don't Get go to the movies phone. anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's too much of a... It's like a job. You know where well, the best place... The best place to watch movies on an airplane. <laughs> I wouldn't... Doubt, well, I can't stay awake on airplanes. I don't know. Been fun there? What? <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, the timing is just unbelievable. Um, I lost my place. What the hell was I talking about? Uh, how great television how is. I like to go. Yeah, how great television. How much you love Well, there Meryl are some Street. really good things. How much I love Meryl <laughs> Street. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't, well, there, we were just talking about some great stuff that was on TV earlier, like Brock Meyer and, and things like that. Uh, Joel McHale is back on television with... Uh, 
with Netflix. He's doing the Joel McHale show, starring Joel McHale. Yeah. Which is pretty much the soup, only better. It's actually better than the yeah, soup. Yeah, it is basically the soup. But it's really, really good. So there, there are really good things to watch on television because there are about 7,000 choices. Um, as far as movies are concerned, we've seen some really good movies lately, too. Music, I think, is at an all... I think music right now is at an all-time low. It's as bad as it's ever been. You know, I will it's agree with bad. you because I, I think I told you this. I, I drove back from New York City this week. And it was about a day and a half drive. And I like to listen to the radio when I travel. And it was just... I couldn't find anything that was interesting. It was terrible. It was about the same 15 songs for a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got so to Chicago at night, and I thought, you know, and I'm a jazz fan. I, li- I like all kinds of music, but I do, I do like jazz. And I thought, well, there's got to be some great jazz stations in uh, Chicago. Couldn't find one. Really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I, did you try? Yeah. I, well, I drove home from Florida last year. I drove for all the way from southern Florida to Minneapolis in straight through. I didn't. I didn't stop. And trying to find something, some music on the radio that was good to listen to is very, very difficult. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right about that. And if you try to listen to talk radio, there are some real uh, nut jobs out man. there, I'll tell you that. There sure are. So, so i got to tell, I, I, I tell you something funny. So I stayed in Beloit, Wisconsin. I got up and I drove back. I got here yesterday by probably noon or so. Uh-huh. And I was trying to, this car doesn't have Bluetooth. And I was listening to the morning show on my phone, but it was, you know, I couldn't hear it very well. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm 140 miles away. I should be able to pick up KQ. And about mm-hmm. four minutes to 10, it started to come in, and I could hear you and Philip arguing, and then, but, and then it'd fade out. And then all of a sudden, it was like, up next, Ray Eric or, or Wally, whoever was on. And it came in like that, clear as a bell. <laughs> So really? apparently the car did not like the morning show, but like Ray Eric or whoever's on at 10 o'clock. It was just, I, I thought it was Walkers. Wrong. So what kind of car was this? It's a, I bought a uh, 2009 Mercedes uh, CLK. It's a convertible. My old right, Benz we'll is, get rid of it. I, need to, I need to sell my old Benz. It's just, I've had it a long time. It's like my old comfortable pair of shoes, but I thought, you know, maybe having oh. an actual back seated. Oh, I thought you cool. traded it in. You can't trade in a car like that. you got to sell it to yourself. <laughs> you do? <laughs> well, Ooh, you'll like this one, Doug. Don't you know some people? I know some people. Doug, you'll know that. You'll like this one. I have a friend who's selling a used car. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, nine, nine, ten years old, something like that. And a guy called him and said, hey, I'd really like to buy your car. I like the looks of it. I absolutely want to buy it. Don't sell it to anybody else. I just got to ask you one question. And my friend said, yeah, what's that? And he said, will you accept Bitcoin? No. Oh, boy. I sure won't. If you want to buy an invisible car, I'll take all you got. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And the guy was serious. He wanted to pay him with Bitcoin. No, that's that's yeah. going to be the downside because this car isn't that I'm selling isn't worth very much. It might be a three or $4,000 car, but it'll have to go on Craigslist. And wading through all the insanity out there to find the buyers will take a little while. So I think you're better off putting it on I'm eBay. Yeah. Ebay? Yeah, cars? Craigslist is the bottom of the barrel, people, man. eBay's. <laughs> I do eBay all the time. I have great luck on eBay. I just bought two motorcycles on eBay. I've sold a lot of cars on eBay, and I have good luck on eBay. I sold a 68 DeVille convert on eBay. Yeah, I, so I have never had a problem selling cars on eBay. What the, and what, what was eBay started for again? Somebody just told me yesterday like why, Be- Beanie why Babies. eBay was started. Beanie, Beanie Babies. Started Beanie Babies? For, yeah. Guy's wife was into Gordon. collecting Beanie Babies and wanted to figure out a way to sell them. 
Um, Dave Schrader said it was like Tic Tac Pez dispensers, but that's a myth. Oh, that's a myth? Yes. So it was Beanie Babies. And, and I might be wrong, too. Maybe you better look it up, because I don't know that I've actually ever seen that I think that it was just written. A, some guys that wanted to make a site, a platform that where you can sell stuff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty Someone, much what he wanted it was. to create... Yeah, it was uh, just a guy who created a platform. Yeah, the, the Pez dispenser thing was created by a public relations manager, and it worked, clearly. Uh, basically, they just wanted to make the perfect market, as in... The freest trade possible. Well, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of eBay. Well, Elon Musk started PayPal. They PayPal, that's what he yeah. started. Yeah. That's right. I'm a big fan and of eBay. The two go, the two go hand in hand at this point. Yeah, they, right. they, they basically each other. have to have a PayPal account. Yeah, really. The first thing sold on Auction Web, which was eBay's, it's what eBay became, or in reverse, I mean, was a broken laser pointer for 1483. <laughs> <laughs> It had huh. to be broken, huh? I'll give you fourteen eighty-five. I just sold a broken yeah. flip clock for fifty bucks on eBay. A broken a broken what? what? You remember the old flip clocks where they go flip, flip? They're, they're hot right now. Everybody oh, really? Want, everybody wants that clock. They're right like pre-digital, right? Right, but everybody oh, wants that clock. Yeah. Remember oh, the alarm yeah. clocks where the number would go seven and then so flip over I, to eight? I had, Those are hot. I, they are hot right now. Hot, hot, hot. If anybody has one yeah. and wants to sell it, I'll buy it. So they're yeah, really hard. Totally and I had an orange one. It did not work. And I put it on eBay and it sold in one day for 50 bucks. Well, those can't be difficult to fix. Well, you I wouldn't I, think. They're difficult to find, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably true. I would imagine that is absolutely true. So, so how many people per day go on eBay? Does oh, anybody God, know that it's number? It's got to be in the millions. Well, it's, it's worldwide. I, I, know it's worldwide. A, I know the answer to a similar question because we looked it up. It's how many things do people buy on Amazon every day, and it's 24 million. Oh, God. 24 wow. million. Mm. Yeah. And here's another and piece of Cliff Clavin thing because I was listening to some ad, <laughs> some story about food in America. Twenty Americans eat 24 million chickens every day. Every day, yeah. Wait a minute, run that by me again. That's Americans like go through 24 million chickens every day. That's not shocking at all. Per day. Every That's day. Surprising. That's a per lot day. of chickens. I read something about um, plastic bottles, too, like the amount. And straws. Chickens don't use no, straws. No, straws. Well, I'm saying, like, straws, the <laughs> amount of Americans go through plastic bottles and straws per day is, like, Straws is a, is a is crazy number. It's really Welcome crazy. to the Cliff Clavin Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Honestly, yeah, that's true. I, that, all that, all that plastic and plastic straws and all the rest. But what? For, well, I could, I suppose I could see twenty-four. You're talking about three hundred and forty million people going through twenty-four million chickens a day. I could see that absolutely. I don't know how we can sustain a, that forever. Well, think of all the chicken poop. Well, they use that. Well, it's good fertilizer. That, that uses fertilizer. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Mm-hmm. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't that's know. True. I sell cars for a living. <laughs> I sell cars. I love the fact that you sell cars for a living, but you'd rather sell your car on eBay. Well, yeah, it's kind of fun. See, I bought this Mercedes. It was private party. I found the guy on Auto Trader, and it was okay. it was priced right. He was a Wall Street uh, investment banker, and he's got a girlfriend in Houston, and she's like, "Yeah, you you, you got to come live with me, and you don't need the car. You hardly ever drive it, and you spend all this money." And I said, "Dude." You bought this car with your ex-girlfriend, right? And he goes, yeah. He says, that's why she wants you to get rid of it. And he goes, you know, you know what? you're probably right. Oh. Probably right. So wise. Anyway. 
<laughs> no, I think you're, that's probably true. It probably it, is. It was, I yeah, was only in Manhattan gone. for less than a day, but it was fun to go back. I used to uh, spend a lot of time there. And it is a, it's different. It's it, it's so probably the most multicultural city that I've ever been in. And maybe it is the most multicultural city in the world. I mean, it, it well could be. I mean, you see people from mm-hmm. all over the place in New York City. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, it's probably close to the top. <laughs> yeah, it's a genetic quirk in the Craven uh, family that we all have two extra teeth. You see, that's the only way that we can prove that we are the rightful heirs to the Russian throne. (laughs) Hello in there, Cliff. (laughs) Tell me, what color is the sky in your world? (laughs) Yo, they don't make TV like that anymore. (laughs) No, they don't. They just don't, man. They they don't make TV like that Uh. anymore. That was fantastic. It was a great show. That that Cheers, uh, and then Frasier after it was every Very damn good. bit as yeah. good. Yeah. Really, really good. What happened to TV? Why is it so bad now? It's great. It's better than it's ever been. You just got to find it. Well, not broadcast television. Broadcast television is not very Oh, good. that sucks. No. But, I mean, there's so many great things on TV now. <laughs> but funny really stuff are. like that funny. Like, that stuff was funny. Watch Brockmeyer. Yeah. Right. Brockmeyer is very funny. Comedy definitely isn't isn't as in a good place as it was in the 90s. No. It's more drama now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, people are afraid to be funny now because everybody's offended by everything. Oh, my God, you've made fun of someone because they're 30. What? Oh, ageist jokes. You're 30, for God's sake. Calm down. Now, that was the latest thing, that somebody was all upset about ageist jokes and, like, over the hill on your birthday cake. They were all they were all upset and all whipped up about that. So you can't even joke around about that anymore. I just liked it better when Richard Pryor just ripped the hell out of everybody and everybody laughed and it was wonderful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor and... And Don George Rickles. Carlin, Don know, Rickles. Don Rickles was fantastic. Yeah, he oh, was. Oh God, he that guy couldn't make a dime today. There's no <laughs> yeah, way he'd no. make a cent. Oh, he'd probably get he'd probably get locked up. I remember one time Don Rickles was on the Tonight Show, and just before he came on, the Fifth Dimension was on. Remember Billy Davis Jr. He was one yeah, of the guys yeah, in the Fifth yeah, Dimension. Yeah. He, was, he was married to Marilyn McCoo, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, Billy Davis Jr. was sitting right next to Don Rickles. And Don came in, did his bit, and he sat down and was talking to Johnny. So he's looking to his left. That's how it was, ladies and gentlemen. The guests looked to their left, and that was Johnny Carson right there. So Rickles is talking to Johnny Carson. Imagine somebody doing this today on television. So Rickles is looking at Johnny Carson. He's going, so Johnny, I I was uh, in Vegas last week, and and as he's talking, he turns to his right and looks at Billy Davis Jr. And he stops talking. And he goes, hey, Johnny, Johnny, either this guy's black or there's a pair of dice coming at me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you even imagine? Paving the way for Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) Happy birthday to Gilbert Gottfried. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, happy birthday, Gilbert. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now. As a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. 
The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skill players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. <laughs> you Mormons never laugh, do you? Just sit there with your pilgrim hat waiting for your duck to die. <laughs> Hope you're going to Utah and suck salt. I say this, gang. Sucking salt, that's a colored dance team. <laughs> the color guy went, I, I never heard of sucking salt. Heard of the Nicholas Brothers, but never sucking salt. It's true. Why do I make fun of the Negroes? Because I'm not one of them. But I say this, gang. <laughs> see any color guys coming towards me? If you see teeth, it's not an ivory hunt. Go into glory, glory, hallelujah. Open up a bucket of watermelon and hope to hell we don't get picked off. I say this, though, gang. Don't scratch, sir. It clears right up. There's a new thing out called soap and water. Oh, my God. Uh, we, need, we, need a new one. we need a new Don to come out. Yeah, I don't think uh, the new Don's going to no. be telling those jokes. No. Yeah, no, that's not for a while <laughs> off. What would happen? No. Seriously, what would happen if somebody came out with that act? It'd probably be, he'd probably be put in prison. Probably probably would be put in prison. Yeah, saying, why do I make fun of the colored? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. At the very least, he'd be protested. Well, he'd definitely be protested. He'd get a lot of fame really quick. Yeah, you'd be famous. Yeah, you'd be really famous really fast. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's like Ben Shapiro. He's, I mean, really all he is famous for is being not left of center. That's yeah, his that's entire right. thing is like the fact that he's both conservative and willing to speak at college campuses. And every time he does, people protest him and make a huge deal and he gets in the news and more people hear about him. It's, yeah, the, it's the Donald Trump method. He's famous because people are too stupid to realize that their protests, all they're doing is making him famous. Well, you're absolutely right about that. Absolutely right about that. This story I haven't seen yet. I, I, I don't really understand why this is a news story. White House Communications Director Hope Hicks didn't answer all of the investigators' questions during a House Intelligence Committee interview on Tuesday. Insiders say, but she was honest about occasionally being dishonest. Sources tell the New York Times that Hicks admitted that working for President Trump had uh, required her to tell white lies from time to time, but she said she hadn't lied about anything to do with the Russian election meddling that the panel is investigating. Hicks, 29, started working for the Trump Organization in 2014. Okay, I want you to do me a favor. Could you find me an employee somewhere, anywhere in America, that hasn't had to tell a white lie for their boss. Yeah, that's basically the diplomacy or bargaining. Yes, it's diplomacy or bargaining. That's, that's what it it's is. It's sad, but it's true. That's I how politics is. I have to lie for is. you all the time. Yes, you say, well, no, he's actually a really good guy. <laughs> no. I, yeah, uh, funny. Who, <laughs> who, 
Have you ever had to tell any white lies at uh, at your job, Doug? Oh, I'm sure I have. I, none of them come to mind, but it's... No, of course not. But you and, have, and you, I have. When I do it, it's usually to spare somebody's feelings. It's not to... That's, right. There you go. I had go. to tell white lies as a nanny. Like, oh, no, she didn't roll over on her own today without That's you here. That's the cutest baby in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Looks she was like Edward G. Today. Robinson. Yeah, I yeah. mean... There's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, you don't tell parents that they missed their baby's first word yeah, or step exactly. or something. Yeah. Nope, yeah. definitely yeah, not. Yeah, just or let like, them think that, yeah. Yeah, or like if they say, you know, the kid's been a nightmare lately, she's driving me crazy, and then they acted perfectly for me. I'm like, right. yeah, she was a real problem oh. child today. No. Liar! Yeah. Uh, no, I, so how is this a national news story that this woman who used to work for Donald Trump had to tell white lies from time to time? That they're is desperate true. to get him impeached, and oh, they want to make anything yes. related to him look horrible because that's all they care about. I'm not even defending the guy. I'm just saying this is not even a story. I'm just so I'm, wow. I'm just so sick of hearing about the Trump administration. I agree with you. If I could never hear about anything they've done ever again, I would be happy. <laughs> well, that's how I, I felt about Ob- Obama too. It was like and. Bush. Yeah. Every single time someone's president, it's like I'm so sick of hearing about these people. Yeah. I don't care. No, you're absolutely right about that. I just I saw that story and I thought this is a 29 year old woman who just said oh, I had to tell white lies from time to time. That's kind of your job if you're the House Intelligence. I, 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 how, White House Communications Director, which means it's going to be the worst the job press. in the world, actually. Uh, God, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So your job is to talk to the press, right? White House Communications Director? Yeah, usually the, the, press sec- the, press, right? the, the press secretary reports to the communications What's director. Huckabee, what does she do? What's her she's title? the press secretary. Well, she's really good. I think she's good at her job. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Leading its media. Okay, Mike, you want to take it's that responsible one? for developing and promoting the agenda of the president and leading its media campaign. So yeah. basically, they work on speeches. Uh, they're like stuff like... You know, Twitter, Facebook, that kind of crap. Uh, and then, yeah, they do deal with the press, that sort of thing. So basically, well, I mean, like, you know, if the press asks something classified, uh, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you guessed it. You're going to say, you're either going to say, you know, no comment or I can't discuss that or something like that. And, you know, it's that's spend, just kind it's, of necessary. To do a good job, you have to fend them off. That's that's your job to yeah, fend exactly. off the press, and I think she fends them off pretty well. They can't just be like, "Get the hell out of my face," right? Because that would look bad. Well, that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Am I that's doing you. it? Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> Republican Representative Tom Rooney says Hicks admitted lying for her boss, but she didn't. Uh, she said he didn't instruct her to lie about Russia, and the committee's jurisdiction isn't whether or not he asked her to cancel a meeting for him or something like that. Representative Adam Schiff, a top Democrat on the committee, urged the panel to subpoena Hicks the way they did Bannon, the Times reports. He says Hicks shouldn't be allowed to simply refuse to answer questions about the Trump presidency. That's an overly broad claim of privilege that I don't think any court of law would sustain, and I think the White House knows that, he says. This is not executive privilege. It is executive stonewalling. Okay, Mr. Schiff, Representative Schiff, you've never told a lie in your life. You've never lied to your constituents about anything. And I'm talking about white lies. That's, you know, why do they call white lies, by the way? Why can't they be some other color lie? Because yeah. white's good. I'm deeply offended. <laughs> oh. so I wasn't supposed so to say that out loud. No. Why are they, called, why are they called white lies? I don't know. Why are they? 
Because I think that they are designed to spare people's feelings. But why a little white lie? I thought it was always Mm. reference to white lines, and somebody told a white lie because they did a white line and they. No, that's not it. I don't know what the hell they're saying because it has nothing nothing to do with tennis. (laughs) Uh, People don't really seem to know because no one says black lie. No. No, they don't. So yeah. There's no brown line. Means there's bald face. That makes sense. Or bold faced, depending on who you're talking to. Right. Because they use both. Just lie through your teeth. I, I just. I just I'm amazed that a, that an entire occupation, which is news reporting, which all you do is lie, is accusing people of lying. You're a politician, Adam Schiff. All you do is lie because you're a politician. And I'm not saying just you specifically, but politicians lie more than anybody else on earth. They say things to people like, yes, I care about you. Well, that's a flat-out lie right there. I, I, how can... How that is even a news story, I will never understand. I just don't get it. Adam Schiff just wants to be very famous, and I think Adam Schiff wants to be president of the United States someday. I think that's what this is all about. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, whatever. I, I just Could he beat Oprah? Oprah, yeah. <laughs> a woman worth $3 billion is going to run for president. It's like, forget it. I'm good. Well, Trump is worth at least that, right? Yeah, more. It's supposed to be worth like eight billion. Yeah. No one knows. It's supposed to be worth like eight billion dollars. Yeah, no one knows. No one's ever going to know, are they? I really I doubt it. Be su- I mean, imagine. I, I wouldn't he, be too surprised if the Don inflated his net worth. I'm just thinking yeah. that might be something. I think he it's would right do. around. He says eight. I think it's right around five. Works for me. Well, if he uh, released his tax documents or whatever, they would weigh like you'd have to get an oil tanker to deliver them. Yeah. Think of the uh, sheer amount of just like little fines and fees and all that kind of stuff that he has to deal with be on a daily basis. Though. I mean, his, his personal income tax statement would be pretty concise, really. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably should be anyway. Yeah, Alex, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you know anything about pink lettuce? Nope. Pink lettuce <laughs> is the new trendy, very expensive vegetable. The Instagram era. Uh, in the Instagram era, it's more important for food to look good than taste good, which is now how we end up with stuff like this. The new trendy vegetable on sale is pink lettuce. It is not artificially dyed or anything. It's called pink radicchio. Oh, it's, it's got a slightly bitter taste, and it's starting to show up at stores like Whole Foods. And it will make your salad look more photogenic, but it's going to cost you. It sells for five times more than regular green lettuce. It's Billy it's Crystal like lettuce. lettuce is the most expensive thing. What about? It is better to look good than regular radicchio. Radicchio is expensive. Yeah, uh, radicchio it's five dollars a head apparently. It's five bucks a head. So it's not that bad. It looks like but, a rose. Yeah, it does. Hmm. It does. When I'm looking like at when it right it's all now, to, it looks like a rose. When it's all together, it looks like is a rose. It, is it, it all natural? Like like it wasn't. Yep. No. Man-made. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's just. It's not hybrid. Hybrid. It's, what do they call it? It's from Italy. It's radicchio de vento. Well, it's from Italy. It's good then. Oh, here it we must, go. Because uh, everything uh, from Italy is top of the line. You could sell that for Valentine's Day very easily. Yeah, definitely. And every menu. Well, that's probably why this is a story now. Is because you know it was just Valentine's Day. It just looks like pale radicchio. It does. I don't really get it. It's not even lettuce. It's radicchio. It's radicchio. Yeah, it's not yeah, lettuce yeah, exactly. at all. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Whatever. Well, they're calling it pink lettuce. 
All right, we're going to do a test on Doug Sprinthal right now, whether he likes it or not. Dun, dun, dun. You ready? Yep. Five signs you're really good at your job. Oh, he didn't even say, no. Okay, I'm waiting. Uh, Here are five signs you're really good at your job, even if you don't realize it. You offer solutions, not just problems. You don't just tell your boss what's broken about the company. You also have ideas on how to fix it. Wouldn't that be nice if there were more people like that? Because almost everybody you work with now, all they want to talk about is what's broken. Oh, this place just sucks, and this is horrible, and that's horrible. Well, how do we fix it? Well, I don't know, but... Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. I, I, I grew up in the hippie era and was a liberal arts major and thought business was like the man and, and inherently evil. So I avoided it until mm-hmm. I needed to make some mm-hmm. money and go to grad school, which I never did. <laughs> And I get into the car business, and once I understood what was going on, I'm like, this is cooler than hell because really, to be good at business, you have to be creative. I mean, that's probably the most important. Right. You have to be motivated and confident and driven and all that sort of stuff. But if, you can't, if you're not creative and you can't f- solve difficult problems with creativity, you're never going to get anywhere. So, yeah, I get that. I, well, I, I agree with that completely. So, what do you so think, far, Nick? you're a good employee. Well, it's only one question. (laughs) It is only one question. Question number two. You can say no to your boss without being disrespectful. You shouldn't be insubordinate or just refuse to do stuff because you don't want to. But most managers don't want to be surrounded by yes men either. I don't know if that's You know, there's a problem with that because they all say that (laughs) until you actually say no. Yeah. I've had six six bosses in the last year. I wonder if they're... What if you said? What if you said no? Because I don't think I'm, I'd be very good at that. I think there's somebody else better to, to, for that job, suited for that job. Well, so why am I paying you? Right. For well, me, cool. it's more like, hey, what do you think about this groundbreaking idea? And I'll tell you, I'll tell a story about Paul Walzer because he still doesn't remember ever saying this. But it was in the middle of the recession. We're fighting to keep the company afloat. I mean, it, it was really bad. And we'd been a one-price dealer group since '04. And he comes into the senior management meeting. He goes, I got, I got an idea I want to bounce off you guys. What if we went back to negotiating, but we just did it one Saturday a month? And nobody said anything. I said, Paul, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. He goes, why? I says, we've trained all these people, our whole sales staff. It's in their DNA, and now you're going to turn them into sharks? They, they don't know how to do it. We'll piss off all our customers, and we'll ruin our brand. And he goes, okay, I guess I see a couple of those points. <laughs> and I thought he was kidding. One Saturday a month. It was the recession in his defense, and and I was an employee. I could always get another job. He couldn't get another Walzer Automotive Group if we lost it. No, no. I've learned to say no real easy. I always say I'm going to opt out of that. Yeah. We're opting out. I'm opting out of that one, man. I've started to say that'll be a hard pass. Yeah, I opt out. (laughs) I'm opting out. What does Fawn say to that? Oh, Fawn's favorite thing right now. She's in the no phase. Oh, doctor no? Yeah. Even though if she means yes, she right. will still say Would no. you like a cookie? No. Yeah. Everything no. is no. Yeah. Well, what my, were we doing with her? Remember, Alex, when she was down here, she was in a no phase, and I was like, do you want a pony? No. Do you want a million dollars? No. Do you want a villa in France? Yes. <laughs> That's what she said. 
She's a smart girl. Girl's got standards. Yeah, she has high standards. All right, we have three more questions for Doug Sprinthal. So far, you've done well, Doug. I yeah. think you're you're a good employee. Well, thank you, Tom. So far, you're really good at your job. But we have three more questions, so you could fail miserably. We'll be Let's back. Let's hope. Tom Bernard yeah. Show.